Canine Cast number four. It's the Canine Cast with Tara and Walter. Hello, everybody. We'd like to welcome our new listeners, those who found us through iTunes for the first time, and also the listeners who've been with us. Welcome back. I'm Tara. And this is Walter. Uh, quick reminder all of our links that we may be talking about during the show will be linked in our show notes, so you don't need to write anything down necessarily that we talk about. And also, for those using uh, the new iTunes 4.9 or with color iPods, you'll be seeing pictures of the things we're talking about on the show, and also those links that I talked about, or that we talk about, will show up inside of your iTunes artwork viewer window. Now, you're joining us on Independence Day here in the United States, so throughout the cast, you may hear some odd popping sounds. Those are actually fireworks going off in the background. We can hear them even though we're in our house. They're coming from all over the place around here. So the jo- the dogs are, well, Toby doesn't mind. Kyler gets spooked by loud noises, so she's kind of stayed near us all day long. Um, just and while we're talking about that, I'll actually give you some tips for if your dogs have the same thing. If they are frightened by loud noises, fireworks, thunder, those kinds of things, what you want to do is make sure a lot, make sure that you don't actually pet them or try to to comfort or soothe them. Now this may sound a little odd but the reason why I say that is because the dogs often interpret that as praise and what they'll think is that you are praising their behavior and their behavior when they're stressed out can be things like them panting or whining or pacing. I mean, you know if you have a dog who reacts in this way you probably see it every time there are loud noises outside anytime there's a summer thunderstorm. So what you want to do is act like it's any time. They may be there. They may be stressed out. Okay, just leave that be and just act like it's a normal day. If they are really stressed out and they're kind, they're kind of wanting your attention and trying to get your attention, a good thing to do is rather than just petting them and comforting them is to do something to get their mind off of it. Examples of that would be if you have done obedience training with them, you can go ahead and take this time to practice your obedience. Do sits, do downs, do heel around the house, do whatever things they know. If they know tricks, go ahead and do their tricks with them, but go through a routine with them that will get their mind off of it. That gives you a chance to go ahead and praise them for a desired behavior, say maybe laying down calmly. And that way it teaches them that all these things going on are okay. And it does it in a very positive way that can help break that cycle of them being so stressed out. It makes it for an easier time for you and an easier time for them. So that's just a little tip that you can use for the rest of this summer. Uh, Now, one of our listeners, Eric, who does two podcasts of his own, randomchatter.com and theforce.net, wrote in to tell us about how he's been using clicker training to work with his Jack Russell Terrier. Eric was curious as to my take on it. And my take on it, Eric, is basically that it is wonderful. It is a positive training technique that is a lot of fun for humans and dogs. And basically, you can use it to teach your dogs all kinds of behaviors that you may not have been able to get otherwise, or at least wouldn't have been as easy to capture otherwise. For our listeners who are not yet familiar with clicker training, 
This is the method that most professional trainers use with the animals that they train. And I'm not talking about just dogs here. I'm talking about getting dolphins to do flips or getting sea lions to bark on command or even getting an orangutan to give their arm to a zookeeper so that the zookeeper can draw blood. Do you think, do you think clicker training would work on people too? Because I need some help. I'm afraid of getting my blood drawn. I have to look away. If you'd like, actually, Walter, we could do that. But if I recall, I think I tried practicing clicker training on you and you were not thrilled with that <laughs> idea. I, it, I, w I was pretty upset. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, yes, clicker training is even used by, for example, some coaches working with people to show them exactly how to say, you know, where to put their foot in ice skating or that kind of thing. So it has numerous uses. Basically, the concept is that the click itself is what's called a bridge. And the bridge is something that tells the person, the dog, the orangutan, whatever, whatever the subject is, that they just did something right. So in our case, we're going to apply it to dogs. And if you want to apply it to people, we'll just leave that up to you. If you want to get the idea of the science behind this, which I highly recommend because it will give you a better understanding of how to use it. There is a great book by Karen Pryor. Now, Karen Pryor actually was uh, a dolphin trainer, I believe. She worked with um, whales and she wrote this book called Don't Shoot the Dog. Now, this book teaches you how to use clicker training and it is ba it basically explains to you the psychology behind it and how to actually do the clicks and kind of the science that makes this work. What you do is if you if you remember back to probably when you were in school the whole the whole experiment with Pavlov and his dogs, he would ring a bell whenever he fed the dogs. So eventually, after doing this for a certain amount of time. Whenever the dogs heard the bell, they would start to salivate whether or not the food was even there because what had happened was the bell became a bridge that to them meant food. Now that's the first step in clicker training is you teach your dog that the click means that they get something they want. In a lot of cases, that will be food. That's a nice, easy way to reward them. but. You can, of course, also reward them with toys, with playtime, with whatever it is that makes them really happy and makes them want to work. The first thing you do is you do what's called charging the clicker, which is basically teaching them that the clicker means that they're going to get a reward. Then the next step is you actually start using the clicker to do what's called capturing behavior. Capturing behavior basically means that when they do something you want, you click. That click does a few things. Number one, it tells the dog that whatever they were doing when they heard the click is what you want them to continue doing. Basically, you're teaching your dog that by doing that thing again, they can get you to click. So what they're doing is they're figuring out, oh, how do I get them to click? How do I get them? It's reward that I want. Oh, okay, when I hold my paw like this, they click. I'll keep holding my paw like that and watch them click for me, and then I get my reward. Also, the click ends the behavior. So, for example, if you were wanting to teach your dog to stay 
in a position and not move. What you would do is, of course, you would start out doing just a little bit at a time, but you would go ahead and give and give them their command, wait until it's the end of the amount of time that you want to stay like that, then you would click. At the time you click, that tells the dog that the not only that the behavior is done, but now they're getting their reward. They did their thing correctly. That's not how you start out with the click, but this is what you're working up to over time. So how do you how do you go ahead and put this clicker with this behavior? Well, people actually do this a few ways. With Karen Pryor's method, what you do essentially is you just let the dog do what the dog does naturally and you watch it and you wait. And when it does what you want it to do, that's when you click. Like for example, the way you would teach the dog to sit, and you're assuming that the dog doesn't know this already, is you just kind of hold your clicker after the dog knows what the clicker means. It knows that it means its reward. And you wait for the dog's tush to touch the ground. When you see the dog do that, you click and they get a reward. And the dog, of course, is excited. Ooh, ooh, okay, I get this reward. That's kind of cool. You continue watching and sometimes it'll take the dog a little time to figure out what they did to make you click. So they'll try different things. As soon as you see the tush hit the ground again, you click again. Notice you're not actually saying anything. You're just letting the dog do what the dog is doing. So the second time the dog goes, oh, I did it again. And it thinks and it says, oh, okay, let me try, try to do it again. And you'll repeat this process. And what you'll notice is as you do this over, over and over, the dog is going to more quickly come to the correct thing, which in this case is sitting, and you'll be clicking more quickly. Now eventually, you'll get to the point where as soon as you're done treating the dog or praising the dog or playing with the dog, whatever you use as your reward, they'll immediately sit again because now they figured out that's what you want. That's the point at which you would start giving it a, giving it a name, which they call a cue. So that's the point at which you would start saying sit. Now, what you do is your dog goes to put the tush on the ground. You see it, you know it's gonna do this because it's doing this for you already. And at the point that that happens, you say sit, the dog gets in the correct position, you click, you treat, and everybody's happy. Then what you start doing is you, first, first of all, you do that a few times, then, you can start telling the dog, sit, and the dog's tush should touch the ground. That's me putting it in a nutshell for you. If you are interested in this and you want to do this, I have some things to recommend to you. Number one is that you actually read the book that I mentioned before, Don't Shoot the Dog by Karen Pryor. It's a great book and it will teach you how to, how to do this. And it actually talks in there, Walter, about, uh, about where she had a bunch of people together and taught them this by having one person step out of the room, the rest of the people decided the behavior they wanted that person to do. When that person came in, then they would uh, clap for the person. I'll write a nice letter to Karen prior to that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so yes, that's, that's not all that uncommon for it to be done on people. But it will teach you how to, how to do it for your dogs, give you the basics so that you can do this. Now, on top of that, she also has another book 
that is called Clicker Training for Dogs. And actually, the full name is Getting Started, Clicker Training for Dogs. This book will take what actually she had in Don't Shoot the Dog and apply it specifically to dogs. If you have other animals that you want to train, you can train them using this method too. She has uh, Getting Started for Birds. People have actually clicker trained cats, which some people don't believe that cats are trainable, but they absolutely are if you do it the right way and figure out what motivates them. And the same thing for dogs. One of the great things about this method is that this works for all breeds of dogs. There are, there are some breeds that are considered tougher to train or stubborn or so on and so forth. But the truth of the matter is, if you make it worth their while, if you do it in a way that's fun, then any dog can be trained. And any dog can be trained to do pretty much anything that you want it to do. And this is a method that is a lot of fun for both the human and the dog. It will hold their interest. It will kind of make them think. And it makes it into a game. So this is one method that you can pretty much suggest for just about any dog. It's, it's a lot of fun for both of you. Now, what I was just talking about there is, I, I guess you could call it true clicker training. Now, there's many different ways to train using a clicker. Once the dog knows that that clicker means it's getting a reward, then you can use it in a number of ways. What some people do is they actually use what's called lore reward training, where what you would do is, in the last scenario, we talked about teaching a dog to sit using the, using the true clicker training, how Karen Pryor has it mapped out. And um, she, she, by the way, is one of the people who is credited with popularizing this for dogs. There were a f um, some other people who've done some things and who've been involved. But the reason why I you know, say that her method is kind of the, the true one is because she was one of the pioneers in this area in applying it to dogs. With lore reward training, in order to teach your dog to sit, what you would do is you would not just wait for them to sit naturally. What you would actually do is proactively use a lure, some type of food or toy, something that has, that would capture their attention, and lure them using it into a sit. For example, you could take a treat while your dog is standing in front of you and put the treat at the dog's nose and move the treat backwards over the dog's head, like you're drawing a stripe down over their head. And the dog will probably do a few things, try to back up, try to get the treat, and eventually the dog's tush will hit the ground. So that would be luring it into position as opposed to just waiting it to go into position. In either case, when it's in the correct position, you can click, you can give it the reward, and the dog says, aha, that was a good thing. I think I need to do that again. Now, again, Karen Pryor's method, you don't want to lure your dog. You want your dog to kind of think for itself and come up with things on its own. Now, using that is how you get these special behaviors that might be kind of difficult to lure. I mean, for example, if you want your dog to bark on command, how can you lure a bark? You can, if you know that your dog is kind of quote-unquote barky, and will say bark when it hears the door knock, you can try that. So that would work for a lure. But let's say something like you decide that you want to teach your dog to sneeze on command. All right. Believe it or not, I actually did that. Interestingly enough, I was trying to use clicker training to teach him something else. 
but um, he ended up sneezing when I clicked and it was very interesting. So we just kind of went with that. And that's one of the cool things about clicker training is if you just let your dog do what your dog is going to do and you just click different stuff, you can, you can come up with all kinds of tricks and things that you might never have thought of before. I mean, I didn't even know that a dog could sneeze on command. I didn't know they could make themselves do that, but he most certainly can. So if you would like to get started in clicker training yourself, then I highly recommend that you go to Karen Pryor's clicker training website. And it's actually called clickertraining.com. And there are the two books that I brought up and also a whole plethora of other information and resources for you there. If you would like to go further and see what else is out there that's available, goodness, there's just, there's too many websites even, even, even devoted to this for me to list them for you. So probably the best thing to do would be to actually go into Google or Yahoo, your favorite search engine, type in clicker training dog, and you will have a, a large list of websites to choose from. And on there will be probably different things to try with your dog and different suggestions for how to actually use this to get different behaviors from your dog. But it's a, it's a lot, a lot of fun. My dogs just go absolutely wild when they so much as see the clicker come out. It's, it's absolutely crazy. Toby the Chow Hound will come running, not because he hears the clicker, but because he actually has learned to, has actually figured out what my finger sounds like touching the clicker, not clicking, just actually, just actually holding the clicker. So that, if that gives you an idea of how much the dogs enjoy it, it's kind of like when you are getting ready to take them on a walk and you get the leash, how they go nuts. That's how these guys are about their clicker. And you can pick these up at pretty much any pet supply store now they tend to have these because it is becoming so very popular. And the click is just really small, sounds like this. And that's, that's all. Oh, I did that and I actually Toby just- heard it. Yep, yep, he just, he was laying here on my lap and picked up his little head and started sniffing. He's he excited now. He was asleep now. and he's just, oh, he's, he's alert now. He's, he's ready for action. Yep, yep, next thing I know he'll be sneezing at me. But it's, it's a great thing and you know, you can't, you can't go wrong with trying this one. One thing to watch out for, though, is that as you're doing it, you'll quickly learn that it's really, really easy to click the wrong thing in your dog. And so you'll end up accidentally teaching them sometimes the wrong thing, which on the one hand can be a little bit frustrating, but on the other hand can be fun because you never know what you can turn it into. Um, and then eventually, as you get better, of course, they'll pick up on the things that you want much more quickly. But this is one of those methods where there's always more to learn about it. But in the, me but in the meantime, clicking with the dogs is, is excellent. Eric, I wish you, you know, all, all of the best with doing that with your own dog. You know, and I hope that you get as much enjoyment from it as we have with our own. So I think that probably about wraps it up for tonight. So before we go, I'm actually going to hand this over to Walter because he has some news for you. Uh, yes, thank you. Um, in case anybody out there uh, is interested in um, linking to us or would like some graphics to place on their site, you know, some, uh, they're called chiclet badges. I, I don't know exactly where that came from. But in any case, if anybody wants a badge or link, a banner, 
uh, even an MP3 promo uh, mashup that I made um, of Tara talking about the show, uh, just go to caninecast.com slash promo. Of course, that link is also in the show notes, and for you iTunes listeners, it's on the screen right now, so give it a click and help spread the word. All right. Thanks, Walter. And as always, thank you so much for listening to us. We're really excited to be able to bring you this show, and we will be back again on Thursday. Until then, if you haven't already, please remember to spay or neuter your dog because it's the best thing that you can do for your furry best friend. If you have a question for Tara or a comment about Canine Cast, please leave us a voice message by calling 206-338-DOGS. That's 206-338-3647. Or post a comment on our website at caninecast.com. That's the letter K, the number 9, cast. Dot com.